Hey guys, it's Matt and Heather with the Joyful Family Podcast. We're so excited to be with you this week, and we're going to be talking about mask with each other. But first, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, if you're not following us on social media, make sure to go and do that right now. Go click subscribe, go click follow. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we also have a newsletter through our website at joyfulfamily.com. So be sure that you're getting all the up-to-date on what's going on with the Joyful Family through those avenues. Yeah, and through the newsletter, um, we have some events that we're scheduling. If you're in the Oklahoma City, Guthrie area, um, there's some things coming up. So definitely watch the website, watch social media, but also the newsletter um, will probably be one of the first people that will let that know through. And so um, stay tuned. There's some awesome things that God is opening up, some, some really cool doors, and stay tuned for details. Um, but no, this is uh, today's topic. It's, it's a really interesting one. Um, it just the mask that we put on um, and with each other, but also with other people. And when we say mask, it's just sometimes we want to present the, the, this utopian version of ourselves, this flawless, perfect couple. Um, and that's it's not real it's not realistic but we do that with each other um heather actually has this shirt that says fine or i'm fine it's everything's fine or something like that that it's just that cliche answer and most husbands know if they ask the wife how they're doing and they get the response i'm fine that really rarely ever means they're fine that really means i'm not fine but i'm not ready to talk about it yet but this is what we want to talk about because you need to talk about it you need to take that perfect mask off you need to take off that fine everything's fine and be able to deal with your problems and one thing that me and heather it took us too long to to get to the point to where a disagreement didn't turn into frustration and a wall between us or that that perfect mask that took weeks sometimes for us to to take off and break down the walls and stuff what we've learned recently and last several years is our response time to disagreements are much faster we typically don't let things linger um, and one of those things is uh, we learned actually at an XO marriage conference was something called withholdings. Um, and Heather can give you more details about that. Yeah, so withholdings, I know if something's bothering my husband. Uh, and each of us know that about our spouse. And so I'll go, okay, withholdings, you're withholding something from me. And so um, we'll go to each other and we always start it with something positive. You know, I'll tell him something great that he did that week or whatever. Just start with positive And then you know, what's the thing that's bothering? What's the elephant in the room? You talk about that and then you end it on another positive note. So you sandwich whatever the negative is that you're trying to work through between two positives. But I know that if I go to him and I say, okay, withholdings, he knows that I know that something is wrong and vice versa. He can come to me and he's like, you're withholding something from me. And so then we'll just stop and we deal with it right in that moment. Yeah. And those typically those aren't always the fun conversations. It's great that you package the negative around some really some good positives. But what happens is, and so the way that our dynamic is, Heather typically is someone who will definitely not have a problem verbalizing things. And then once she gets it off her chest, she's done. I'm the one that typically will hold on and get quiet and process through things differently. And, and sometimes I'll hold on to it longer. Heather gets over things a little bit faster than I do. Sometimes she calls it pouting or she calls it whatever. Um, but what happens whenever she comes to me and says withholdings, that means that not only does she know something is is not okay with us, she wants to know what it is so that she can work on it. And what that sends a very clear message to me that she's a safe place. That this she know that she may not love the next thing that comes out of my, of my mouth, but I know I can trust her and that's that's the biggest thing with it when you're going to take off the mask with your marriage and you're going to be honest 
and vulnerable, that means you have to deal with the things that aren't always pleasant to hear. And there's a situation just a couple of days ago where she didn't mean to, but she said something that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. And she, but she knew something was was off. And so she just sent me a message, "Hey, what's going on?" But and I trusted her enough to just be, "Hey, let's, let's, I just want to just get that off my chest." And we talked. And her response wasn't that she invalidated my emotions or that she said, "Oh, you're just an idiot for thinking that way." Her response was, "I'm sorry, I made you feel that way." And it, it brings healing whenever you have that that empathy. But by her coming saying, "Okay, withholdings, or let's deal with this," it means I want to work with you. I want to be a couple and fight through whatever this little disagreement is. Because if you don't, that one instance can weeks and weeks and weeks later be the catalyst for just a very horrible time in your marriage. You can go down this really dark path just by holding on to something. And a lot of times, you know, you build that that trust and that safe place is when your spouse comes to you with something, you don't use that later in a fight as leverage. Something that, you know, if Matt comes to me and we talk through something, I don't ever go back and throw that against him or throw that in his face. And so that's where that trust is built. Don't ever use something that your spouse confides in you as as ammo in a fight with them because you're going to break that trust down and then it's going to take a lot longer to rebuild that trust back. And so you have to be that safe place that they know they can come to you and that you can work through it and then it's it's done. It's gone. You don't keep bringing it up in every future argument from here on out. You've got to move past it, let the healing begin and, and move forward. Yeah, and, and going back to, you know, Heather, when we first got married, she was kind of the hothead in the relationship, but I've watched over years where I was I was shocked at times where things were presented to her that I would expect her to respond a certain way and it's amazing how much trust that she's earned from me but also from our children. Our children have walked in sometimes and dropped some bombs on her but you know the scripture says that life and the death life and death are in the power of the tongue and what happens sometimes is when we are presented with some sort of situation that is that is um, evokes an emotion from us we uh, will a lot of times just immediately let death or curses come out of our mouth and those are the moments whenever your spouse you know says something that you don't necessarily like or they want to talk about something that a lot of times you may not agree with you may think well they're they're wrong I'm right and you have to really watch your words on situations because those are the most vulnerable moments in your marriage when your spouse is actually being honest and vulnerable to you saying hey I want to talk about this this is how I feel you can't well because you can curse them not with actual four-letter words but invalidate their right to feel that way or tell them that they're an idiot or something because a lot of times we say really harsh things to our spouse in those heated moments and the best thing to do is listen and heather will she'll tell me you know you may not agree with my emotions but i have a right to feel that way and what i've learned is to just okay yes i i may not understand i don't always see things from your perspective but I'm sorry I made you feel this way, or I'm sorry I've done this. And so you can point fingers or you can try to bring peace to it. And a lot of times it's how you respond to those withholdings or those those catalyst type statements that their spouse is just really trying to just work through some stuff with you. You know, a lot of times we think that we have to be this perfect version of ourselves, and our marriage has to look perfect and our kids have to look perfect. There is not a perfect marriage on this planet and there's not a perfect family on this planet. Every single 
couple, every single family, every single household has things that they're working through. We get stuck in that perfection because social media, it's everybody's highlight reels. Nobody's posting the junk that they're walking through that day. They post the happy, smiling family photo of everybody together. They don't show the kids fighting 30 seconds before the shot is taken. And so we get caught up and that's, so we get discouraged, you know, well, that's how my life should look or that's how this and well, we can't talk through that because it will make me feel like we don't have it all together. Well, clue phone, none of us have it all together. We're all walking this process of life and we don't have all the answers and we're learning every step of the way. You know, our firstborns, we learn a lot with our first children. And then by the time we've gotten to number six, there's a lot more information that we have. So Judah's kind of getting, you know, the better end because we've made all the mistakes along the way, you know, but we're still making mistakes with number six and we're still learning because he's a different personality. And so we can't get so caught up in social media and everybody's highlight reels that we get this um, unrealistic expectation of what our house and what our marriage and family should look like because everybody's got their issues. Yeah, and we have this this photoshopped unrealistic expectations sometimes. And you know, if you look at you know, Hollywood is full of, of beautiful people um, that have some of the most broken marriages and people that have married several times or you know, finally some of them have given up on marriage because pretty on the outside doesn't always mean harmony inside. And you have to take off, like she just said, it's, you know, the clue phone. I like that. Um, that the reality is life is messy sometimes. Life isn't utopia. Life isn't this perfect, you know, you don't have a honeymoon phase that lasts for 40 to 50 years. You have reality that sets in. And sometimes in order to deal with that, you have to deal with the mess. You can't just want the romance and not deal with the day-to-day life because, that's not how it works how you deal with the day-to-day life is what brings romance and so you have to be willing it's messy sometimes um we were we were married all of i think 24 hours when we had our first married disagreement over something stupid like shopping it was the dumbest fight ever but both of us remember it (laughs) we both remember the exact place that we were the exact moment and we know exactly what happened and, but it was something so dumb. She was wrong. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> Anyways, and so a lot of times, you know, we just have to let go of that perfect reality, get real, deal with the stuff, and that's how we build relationships that are lasting and full of trust and harmony. Yeah, and it's um, the phrase, you know, life isn't supposed to be that way. I've, I've heard that, that phrase several times with people that are dealing with some marital issues, um, but we don't foresee things. You don't, you know, you can't, pick out your, your spouse's imperfections or say, okay, I want, if you're going to make me mad this next month, I want it to be this way. Life sometimes will throw you some curveballs and it's how you deal with those, those intangible or those unforeseen moments that it really defines your marriage. Um, but there's, there's another part. So that's, that's kind of how you interact with each other. The other part of this mask that we wear that, you know, and Heather mentioned that we put on this, this perfect mask for other people or even our kids. And, there's this really powerful passage in, in John 20 where there was a disciple named Thomas who had heard, you know, the other disciples mentioned Jesus had been raised from the dead, but he didn't believe it. He actually said, you know, unless I see the nail marks in Jesus's hands or to touch where you know, he was pierced on his side, I won't believe. And Jesus didn't come over and show up and smack Thomas in the back of the head for being, you know, unbelieving. Jesus showed him his scars. He showed him the wounds. And sometimes by us showing other people these the scars of our our past we actually can build faith in other people and one of the most important people that need to see those scars are your children 
because your children hear the fights um, or the disagreements. They experience the ups and downs of your relationship. And so you have to be raw and honest with them. If you try to always present this perfect, unrealistic expectation for your children, for one thing, they know you're full of it. The other part of it is you're really damaging them in their future marriage because they won't understand what it's like to have a real relationship with their spouse. But now, and the one um, disclaimer I'll say that this isn't an excuse to air your dirty laundry. I'm not saying start venting to your children whenever you're mad at your spouse and you pull your kids aside and say, okay, you know, mom's, you know, lost it or, or whatever. That's, that's damaging. But no, but like if, if you are having a disagreement, it's good for your kids to see you apologize. If you're the one in the wrong, apologize. You know, we apologize to our kids all the time. Hey, we messed this up. I'm sorry. And so make make apologies a norm. That should be a norm. If you're in the wrong, apologize. You know, humble yourself. We can't be so full of arrogance and pride that we're incapable of that. And so we want to teach our kids to be able to do that as they grow older as well. Yeah, and it's one of those things. That, like, your kids need to know your story because they see, you know, with me and Heather, for example, they see us where we are now. And if they don't know, you know, it took us almost 20 years to get to where... Our, our marriage is more stable than it's ever been. It's the best ever been. But there was, about year 10, it wasn't quite so stable. Uh, and we weren't near the same couple that we are now. And they need to understand the context of how we got there. Again, because I want to set my kids up for, for success. I want my son's and my, and my daughter's relationship when they marriage to work. I want them to know that you're going to have moments where you're not perfect. But you're also going to have moments where... God's perfection will come in and fix your mess, and it's okay. You you can, you know, like whenever you're dating, or that person made me mad, I'm going to go find another, you know, another boyfriend or girlfriend. They have to understand marriage is different. Marriage is for the long haul, and yeah, you're going to make each other mad, but that's okay. You'll work through it. And so your kids need to see that. But then the other part of it is people are watching that you don't even realize. You have this testimony that people need to see the God inside you and, and God how he's changed you because that's how me and Heather have, have birthed the ministry is we'll walk into some you know classes that we've taught and stuff and say okay this is how we what we've done wrong learn from us and it makes it it's, a, it's different people gravitate to authenticity if if you try to be perfect and well me and my wife never fight everyone knows that you're full of it everyone knows that's a lie and so how you show them the real versions of you can bring healing to people God can use you to restore marriages or encourage people but you can't try to be this perfect, unrealistic, or just fake version of yourself. Nobody wants to listen to the couple that's like the fake Stepford wife type, like, we've got it all together, because they know that that's not true. You have to be an authentic person. You know the person that's forcing the smile, that's faking it just to get through, and all of those things. And that's we want to be open and honest. And so that's the approach that we've always taken with our family and our kids, like, we're just open and honest about things. We don't we don't try to, you know, sweep that under the rug or whatever. We try to deal with things. And our ki- I think our kids respect us for it, and we respect each other for it, and it just builds trust and communication in your home. Absolutely. And so hopefully this week, you know, it encouraged you. Um, the hardest part of, of a marriage is this part of it, is, you know, there, in marriage, you know, it's, there's the highs and lows and stuff that we, there's parts of the date nights and stuff that we enjoy, but it's the real version of you, the the authentic version that really creates true intimacy with your spouse so that you are a safe place. I know 
that I can be the most broken, vulnerable version of myself with Heather. And when I come to her that way, I leave or I walk away refreshed or encouraged. Um, just she's safe. The literally the safest place that I have on this planet is this home that she created for for our family because because of her and the spirit that she she operates in. And so, if if you don't have that in your relationship right now, be the catalyst for change. Be the one that starts that. And in your spouse may be on it, you know, maybe not there yet, but you start by you become a safe place for your spouse. Even if they're not for you, you be the one that that starts that and and to work together. And you know, it may seem like you're working by yourself for a while, but God will honor those steps. And so let this be that moment of, of change for you to where your home is a refuge because it is for us. And it, but it, it took a while for us to get, to get there. Yeah, and as always, if you need prayer in this area, if you want Matt and I to be praying for you, if you're a guy, reach out to him, Matt at community or at Matt at a joyfulfamily and I, the girls, reach out to me. It's Heather at a joyfulfamily and so we would love to hear from you. We'd love to pray with you, and so feel free to always email us. We'd love to talk to you. Um, again, subscribe to the plot or to the blog, to the podcast, to social media, all those different avenues. There's something going out on those different things almost daily, and so be sure you're following us. We can't wait to talk to you again, and we'll see you next time. Absolutely.